Hi, it's Andy. Thanks so much for listening to the SEL Happy Hour podcast with me and Alpina. Hope you're really enjoying the podcast. We're having a good time bringing it to you guys. So we want to bring more user, or more listener engagement uh, into the podcast. So basically, we want to, on our next episode, we want to answer your questions. So we're going to ask you guys to like and or follow the STL Happy Hour page on Facebook. And then under that, you'll see a question posed. I think Alpina is the uh, administrator on there, so he has to post the question. But we'll say, you know, what do you guys want us to talk about? What do you guys want to know? What do you guys want to, what do you want to hear? So let us know. And so we'll just, we'll take questions that way. Again, that's on the Facebook page, STL happy hour. And we'll post a question on there. What do you want to hear on our next episode? And we will have it ready for you when we record. We'll, we'll grab those questions and we'll, we'll answer them to the best of our ability. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. We cover all sorts of fun stuff as usual. Um, we record it's Friday or Thursday evening right now. Uh, we recorded the show on Monday, so I really have no idea what we talked about uh, until I listen <laughs> until I listen back to it. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Henry Plumbing Showroom. If you are in the market to redo your kitchen or your bathroom and you need plumbing fixtures, uh, please keep Henry Plumbing Showroom in mind for those needs. Henry Plumbing Showroom has been a fixture, no pun intended, in St. Louis since 1946, and they offer everything from plumbing parts and fixtures to complete design and renovations. There are 17 area showrooms, including St. Louis, Cape Girardeau, Alton, Washington, Missouri, and coming very, very soon to a beautiful new showroom in the Edwardsville area at One Cottonwood Industrial Park in Glen Carbon, each with a dedicated designer to help you pick out the perfect fixtures for your plumbing projects. Henry Plumbing carries brands that you know, such as American Standard, Delta, Brizo, LK, Crosswater, and a wide array of European and American-style plumbing fixtures for any budget. Open your eyes to a whole new world of plumbing fixtures outside of the big box stores when you visit your local Henry Plumbing Showroom. Go online to find the nearest Henry Plumbing Showroom at henrykitchenandbath.com. That's henrykitchenandbath.com. Henry Plumbing Showroom, our sponsor of the STL Happy Hour Podcast. All right, hope you guys had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Look, I hope you guys are looking forward to the episode. We had a good time recording it. Um, so enjoy the SCL Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Freezing cold in ancient shoes, old. You're the cold maze, say one. Freezing cold in ancient shoes, old. All right. I missed it too, a lot. It really is like the perfect song for this podcast. <laughs> Total gibberish. Yes. Literally gibberish. That's why it's perfect. It's new phone day in my world, Alpina. Oh yeah? What'd you get? I got me a Google Pixel 3 XL. And are you excited? Do you like it? Pretty much the same as my old Google Pixel XL. So this is the third version. What'd you have? The one? I had the first version. Yeah, yeah the first okay. version. So I'll be I'll be on the odds for this for this phone. So the Google stuff. How, uh, did you only own Google before that? Did you own a Google phone before the Google One? 
Or is that a stupid question? Is there only a Google No, one? I had a Samsung. Okay. So is that an Android? Is that what an Android is? Yeah, they're all, is? they're all Androids. So Android's just like a terminology for it. I mean, Android's the operating system, like, okay. like, uh, like iOS. For Apple? Yeah. Okay. But whereas iOS only runs on Apple devices. Okay. This, uh... That's a sharp-looking phone. Yeah, I don't have a case for it yet. I would get a case instantly. It's, it'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. I already ordered it. Dude, that is one thing that is, like, the most important part about any cell yeah. phone. Is Plus, the case. it just feels weird because it's so thin. Yes. Like, your hands can't grab it. Yeah, my hand can't grab it. Like, what I love about the OtterBox that I have for the iPhone is that it, I can grip it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, it doesn't slip. It has some girth to it. Yeah, it has a nice girth. It's nice. I have a girthy phone. Girthy phones. Yeah. It's a nice, like girthy, girthy phone. Phones. That's Hi. A, it's a nice it's a nice phone. Yeah, it's so supposedly this thing takes really good nighttime pictures. Really? Like so it's like a cool ambiance like in the nighttime. Yeah. With just the light it'll just pick up stuff on that light. Oh nice. So nice. supposedly it's the, it's the best camera the best camera on the phone in the market right now. And it's half the price of an iPhone. I'll tell you what, as an adult getting things like that, doesn't it almost feel like it's like a good part of your day? Oh. I know that sounds super lame. But if I'm being honest with myself, it's like when you get a new car or a new TV or a new cell phone, you're like happier that day. We actually got I actually we got we got six new phones today. I, what? Well, for people in the uh, in the in the shop here. Oh, for work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I handle all I handle all that stuff. I just too. thought you and Kelly were getting like burners and stuff. No burner phones. No. <laughs> we got to talk about that too. <laughs> Something you know about wives and cell phones and spouses yeah. and cell phones. Yeah. Hi, uh, my name is Andy Hanselman. Uh, you've also been listening to John Alpina Sander. We are the STL Happy Hour Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Thank you very much for listening. We do greatly, greatly appreciate your patronage of our little podcast here. We know you have lots of different podcast choices. And you spending some time with us really means a lot to us. Make sure that you, if you have not yet, if you're only uh, listening via a link that Alpina sends you or I send you, subscribe. Yep. Get that sucker pushed right to your phone whenever you want it. On If you are on uh, an iPhone, like we were just talking about, you can use the podcast app. It's iTunes. You can also use the Google Play Music Store. You can also use Spotify. You can also use Stitcher if you really are having a hard time finding the uh, find the podcast. We hope that you're not. Please comment, subscribe, uh, uh, comment, subscribe, like, rate, whatever it is that you leave need a to review. Do your, yeah, yeah, leave a review, too. I mean, that, that really means a lot to us. Yeah. Uh, this podcast also brought to you by Henry Plumbing Showroom. We'll talk a little bit more about them in a little bit, but they have 17 area locations. Find them online at henrykitchenandbath.com. It's henrykitchenandbath.com. Henry Plumbing Showroom. Alpina, how was your Mother's Day? Did you, uh, did you guys have so a nice Mother's Day? That. That's so funny that you asked that. I honestly wasn't even, I was thinking about that yesterday that I wanted to talk about it on the podcast, but then I totally blanked on it because all i'm thinking about is the game two for the blues here yeah the uh, we started recording at seven thirty on right. uh monday may 13th day after mother's day mm-hmm. just minutes before st louis blues hockey on the nbc sports network it's game two of the western conference finals so, so if we have a moment where we kind of just go silent it's probably because something's going on in the game but that's okay we're not gonna have those out we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna let it flow we're gonna let it flow we're gonna let it flow so i'm sorry i, I sidetracked this as per usual but uh right. mother's day <laughs> was, it was a uh, second mother's day for lauren because her first one was actually when e was all of about a month old uh Inslee was only about a month old so this was her second mother's day so it was like a really like your first real one though because last year Ensley slept the entire time Right. So this year, E was awake, 
and she was um, a delight, I guess is how you'd like to put it. I'm sensing some sarcasm. Uh, she was just uh, moody. She, yes, she was. She was a little moody. What do they call? Okay. What, what do they call it? They call it uh, not uh, something fee. It's like stuffy, yeah, cranky, not cranky. cranky. Uh, I can't think of the word. She she was just she was she was tough yesterday, but she she had a great time. Uh, we went to Roadhouse sixty one in Webster yeah. Groves, right yeah. there next to like Nairings and Webster. Yeah, uh, it's it's awesome. It's great food. They had a buffet nice. set up there, and the food is you know phenomenal. Did you guys do brunch? Yeah, that's what it was. It was like a brunch buffet. Very cool. Yeah, we went there at about twelve thirty. It was great. It was packed. It's packed. Do you ever have you ever been there? I've never been there. Heard it's good. Heard good the stuff. Food though. is killer, man. And See, the problem is that. Now that's, a, that's a trek for you. It is. Not, I mean, not too bad. Right. But the problem is, is that you, I have no problem with it, but Kelly doesn't like going to dinner in St. Louis because she gets so full yeah. and, then, and then hates to ride home. Yeah. I do. You, <laughs> you know what always happens to me with these situations when you go to these like brunches for Mother's Day, Easter, whatever it is, um, you eat too damn much and then you pass out into a food coma about an hour later. Right. Like, we went back to my parents' house after the food and I'm not kidding. We I put my feet up on the couch and I was out. Out, I don't know what that word is. It's like tryptophan or something. Tryptophan. It's like whatever's in the. It's like whatever happens with yeah. all the food and whatnot, and you just like it's in the turkey too on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is why. That's why you make. Yeah, make pass it's like there. a food coma. But it was great, man. It was great. You guys do anything yesterday? Yeah, we did. We um, we uh, I ordered some barbecue in from Bandanas. Went to mom and dad's because it's hard. So my brother has three kids, small ones. Okay. Uh, actually, one's nine. Uh, L is four, and Isaac is two, and they are. They are a handful. Sure. Together. Yeah. They're all a handful. I'm so, but they're, they're so blessed. We're so blessed. So <laughs> I watched a movie called um, Night School over the weekend. Ah, with, with Kevin, Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart and Tiffany yeah. Haddish. Yeah. And so there's a there's a woman in there. She has a few kids. And she, but she, hates, she goes, I hate my kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. You have moments where you feel like that. People lie if they say they don't. Where you're like, it can't be joyous every second of the day. No, it just can't. Be. Ensley was a nightmare today at dinner. So anyway, uh, so order some uh, band, uh, turkey and pork mm-hmm. from there, and I made macaroni. I made homemade macaroni and cheese. And I made uh, some asparagus, and I made a salad. Nice. So I put together all the food and took it all over there, and we manjed, and yeah. then we went, um, and then we went to Applebee's uh, with my mother-in-law. Great. Didn't eat anything there because I was so stuck. So full. So yeah. full. But we just, you know, just went and hung out. And... Yeah, sometimes you eat so much at lunch you just have nothing yeah. left. Well, that's awesome. That so, sounds yeah. good. Very, ah, ni- very, ah, very nice Mother's Day. How is bandanas? I haven't had oh it in God, 15 so years. Oh, good. I haven't had it in 15 years. That smoked turkey is probably the best thing they have going. Really? Oh, my God. So, and they're, they're pulled pork. So everything's really, really good there. Yeah. Yeah. We got a place by us called Smoky Moe's that uh, I'm, I'm really fond of. It's nice. It's only about two miles down the road. But I'm also. Um, my dad's best friend, uh, his cousin is the guy who owns Pappy's. Oh, okay. So like, I'm somewhat spoiled. Yeah, right? so, I would like, be I'm too. Spoiled there, you know, Bogart's, Pappy's, it's all good barbecue. St. Louis has got killer barbecue, man. It's, and we're getting a sugar fire here in town. Yeah. That's just, just fire. Salt and smoke is so good. Salt and smoke's really good. Lauren loves when we go there. I love going to salt and smoke too. She's got a birthday coming up at the end of May. Nice. May 31st. Yeah. And I, I think might have to take her to Salt and Smoke. She's going to smile when she hears this. It's a nice little birthday gift. Yeah. We're going to go see Tom Segura. Happy birthday, Lauren. We're going to see a comedian. Nice. Yeah. Which I'm shocked. You're going to go see a comedian for, yeah. for an event. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love it. it. No, I do. I love that you guys have, are so passionate about it and find something fun to do. Yeah. I'm really mad that um, that we didn't get Doc 
for the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised about that. Well, he's he's an East Coast guy, and they're and you know and you got Boston and Carolina, so right. Um, you know, it's it's not totally shocking, but it's very very disappointing. Not that not that Kenny Albert's not a great play by play guy. He is in his own right. And did I never put it together that he's Marv Albert's son? son. Yeah, Kenny Albert is Marv Albert's son, and the yeah. guy you were talking about before for some of our non sports. Uh, people is Doc Emmerich. Mike, who, yeah, Mike Doc Emmerich, who has been calling NHL games since about 1985. He's incredible. He's incredible. He's, he's absolutely incredible. Uh, called all the games all those years that ESPN had hockey. Called all those games. He was their he was their main P by P. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was their main play, play by play. Oh, play by play guy there. Yeah. And then when NBC picked up the rights from ESPN, he made the move over to NBC. Wow! Yeah, he's he's Doc, are, Doc Emmerich is phenomenal. There are broadcasters like high level broadcasters such as Joe Buck who think that Mike Emmerich is the best, like the epitome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kevin Harlan too. Kevin Harlan's fantastic. I mean, Joe Buck is fantastic. People hate on him. Dan McLaughlin is phenomenal. Phenomenal. For, he is the most underrated regional play by play guy I've ever heard. Ever. Like I've listened to like when I go up to meet. My friends up in Chicago, I'll listen to like a White Sox game that they'll be on. Yeah. Or like a Cubs game, and it doesn't even hold a candle. There's nothing that holds a candle compared to Dan McLaughlin in the St. Louis broadcast. And John Rooney, too. Yeah. John I mean, John Rooney is perfect. He's the radio voice, and he's spectacular. Except for I hate how he says Chicago. Chicago? Yeah, Chicago. It's, 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 C- it's S- or C-H-I-C-A-W-G-O. Chicago. I can't, I can't even I can't even mock it. Really? It's the only thing I hate about John Rooney. He's great. He is awesome. He's Mike very, Shannon, very we've good. been very blessed in uh in St. Louis with fantastic sports play by play guys, color guys, just spectacular. You know, Kelly Chase just left the Blues playoff or the Blues broadcast booth on KMOX. Uh this past year this was Joey Vitale's first year. Took every single high school class with Joe Vitale. You were telling me that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he went to CBC with me. And as it turns out, Chris Kerber had a fantastic call of Pat Maroon's goal in double overtime last Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Wednesday. Damn, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Yeah, because that golf league. Because I missed, I missed the first period and a half. Yeah. Well, I, I still got to watch almost three periods of hockey because of double overtime. Yeah. Uh, we have that uh, queued up for you. Uh, we're going to play it. Uh, Alpina's got that. So go ahead, Alpina. Here's Chris Kerber's call of Pat Maroon's goal in Game 7 of the Western Conference semifinals, courtesy KMOX. Double overtime here in Game 7. If you're just tuning in or you're wondering what you're listening to tonight, Blues and Stars tied 1-1, one to one, Dunn in the first, Zuccarello in the first. Those are the goal scorers. Blues have the puck, Thomas off the wall, shoots, and it's in! It's they it. score! Tyler Bozak 
Robert Thomas takes it, drags it, makes it incredible, incredible one-on-one -on -one move, throws it at the net, Ben Bishop gets a piece, it's sitting right behind him, and the big rig cleans up the trash, and he sends the Blues off to the Western Conference Final. We'll just let you listen as they shake hands at center ice. Two things I love about this, about that, about that video. I'm sure you've seen the video on Facebook of the call. The amount of energy that Kerber is putting into that call when he stands up and they score. You see him he stands up and he has his he has his fist out in front of him, and he is he is he's just he is broadcasting from his core. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you can see the, he's holding on. He's 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 controlling it with his fist. He's yeah. pulling that back. Then. He finishes his part of the call and he looks at Joey and puts up two hands. Ten seconds. Yep. Let it breathe. Yeah. And then ten seconds, he points at Joey. And then Joe goes. Joe goes. The level of professionalism mm -hmm. that comes with that call is unbridled. astounding. I yeah. mean, unbridled is, is, is a good word, too. I, I just uh, people don't people don't understand how how difficult that is to take in a moment like that. I mean, like a guy like Chris Kerber and a guy like Joe Vitale. I mean, to be St. Louis people and to be around the team so much and know that they love the team, and then to be able to take a moment like that and perfectly call it. That was a perfect call, man. I mean, that was like the way to handle that. You could hear the crowd in the background when he when he everybody silenced out for. I mean, it was just so good. Honest to God, it was so good. We were talking about some of our other fa our other favorite calls mm -hmm. um, that we enjoyed. This is circa 1991, 92, 93, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. The uh, the uh, the scene is the St. Louis Arena. Okay. The teams are the St. Louis Blues and the Detroit Red Wings. Ken Wilson on the call. Corner, then Chase misses a check from Cummins, drops his glove. Chase and Jim Cummins. Cummins, a first-year player out of college. And Chase. Cummins throws a right that misses. Chase grabs him. They're going to let him go. The referee, Dan Marawelli, taking care of all the other players, telling them to go to center ice. Cummins and Chase really going at it. In the corner. And Chase certainly holding his own, getting some good cuts in on the 22-year-old out of Michigan State, Jim Cummins. Now they're up against the boards. Chase with his back to the glass. But Cummins not getting anything really free. Chase strong, tough, and Chase has proven in his NHL career as a fighter to be very durable. Boy, they're still going. They've got to be exhausted by now. Oh, and Cummins missed with a roundhouse right. And Chase got in a swing, and Cummins went flying to the ice. And Jim Cummins get into a great fight. Now Probert's going to go with Lowry. Everybody goes. Then Zombo and McCrimmon. And everybody pairs up. It's out of control. McCrimmon's down on the ice. Zombo. Here comes Shovel Day. He'll be thrown out of the game. It's unbelievable. Shovel Day. Now Joseph gets into it. Joseph grabs Shovel Day, and the two goalies go at it, head to head, and Joseph with three great rights to Shovel Day, and we've got some terrific fights going on. That's incredible. That's, That's still so gives, good. That still gives goosebumps, me goosebumps, man. The the great calls will always give you goosebumps. Like for me, 
uh, a big one, like we were talking right before the show, is games, uh, Game 6, 2011, with Joe Buck. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can find that one, where he's like, we will see you tomorrow night. Like, that call, mixed in with it being David Freeze, the hometown boy, Cardinals are down to their last strike, not once, but twice, about to get eliminated by the Texas Rangers, and in the World Series, in Game 6, in St. Louis, and it's Joe Buck, a St. Louis native, calling it. All right, this runs one minute. How many World Series Game 6s have ended with a home run? This, by the way, is the 63rd Game 6 in World Series history out of a total of 107 World Series. I remember one, working it with your dad in 91, Kirby Puckett, Jack's famous call. We'll see you tomorrow night. There's one inside, 2-0. <laughs> Nothing else. We'll see you tomorrow night. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow Ooh. night. They were discussing So you heard that earlier in the broadcast That was in the third inning when they had that trivia question And then Tim McCarver brings it up About his dad saying saying it And then later on that night He gets to say it it too I mean that's just so cool I mean Sports are spectacular on their own, but like if you've ever tried to watch a game while it's on mute, there is nothing that compares to a game that's being called by these guys who are so spectacular. They make a game that much better. They really do. It's really times like this that I miss Ken Wilson. Yeah. I, was, I was a huge, huge Ken Wilson fan. This whole thing runs about nine minutes on YouTube. It's called uh, Ken Wilson Tribute. I, I, I really enjoy the first, the first few minutes of it, so I'm going to play a little bit of it here. Zuboff for Dallas. Both teams changing. Kurja intercepts. Kurja, a shot. He That was game four versus Dallas in 1999. Here's the thing that I just played earlier. side. Gets the puck out. Terja steals it back. Five seconds. Four seconds. Over the line. McKinnis the shot. He scores! I don't believe it! Oh, baby! Al McKinnis from the right wing circle. A bit of a fake. Not the big blast. He kind of feathers it by Reggett on the stick side. Far post. They're delirious here. At- Stronger with a 
the puck, a pass gets away, and Young breaks in. Young, a shot, he scores! Scott Young, oh baby! The <laughs> Scott Blues Young. Still alive! <laughs> Young wins it in overtime as the Blues pick up their second victory and they head home to Keel Center for Keel game Center. number six Sunday afternoon. Oh baby, is that sweet! And the puck knocked away by Javi Bullen as Hanzus is taken down. Young centers, Pearson, the shot, he scores! Oh, baby, bring on Brad Hall and the Dallas Stars! Ricard Pearson wins it! It may have been deflected, but the Blues have the victory in the first overtime. At 17.59, Turgeon was in front. He may have deflected. Ricard Pearson shot, but oh, the Blues have won game number seven here in Phoenix, and they'll go on. Under six minutes remaining in the third period. Blues down 3-2. Mayers tips the puck in. DeVries in the corner leaves it. Swept by Reed behind the net. Far side, Stillman in the corner. Centers Dimitra. Far circle to Pronger. Shot the puck. They score! An off-balance shot by Chris Pronger. Deflect by Patrick Waugh. At home, baby. Don't give up. The Blues have come back to tie it at three. Up the near wing to Neiman and into the middle to Reinfrek. Loses the puck. McKinnis to Terja. Feeds into the middle to Young. Straight away a shot. He scores! Scotty Young! Oh, baby! And the Blues go on to game four. Down only one. With 9.33 to go in the second overtime. Terja sets up Young. He beats Wah. And the St. Louis Blues are very much alive. Attempting to win their first Hit by Mayers on Clem. Has centers Mayers shoots. He scores! Oh, baby! Jamal Mayers ties it. 3-3 at 58 seconds of the third period. And the Savage Center is erupting. The Blues have amazingly come back from a 3-0 deficit. Stevens off a check. Right wing to Oates. Oates gives it in front to Hall. A shoot. He scores! Brad Hall, number 50. He scores from the slot, and Hall has number 50. There's one more I want to hear. Oh, yeah. It's right after this. To score 50 goals in 50 games. Number 16, Brad Hall, scores number 50 here in the third period of the 49th game. An incredible feat, and Brad Hall in a great hockey town gets a standing ovation. And cheers from his team. The Blues need a goal to continue on. 110 remaining. A shot, they score! Steals the puck from Reinhardt. Over to Hunter, who shoots block. Wickenheiser scores! Doug Wickenheiser! The Blues pull it off, and it's unbelievable! Monday Night Miracle, May 12th, 1986. So, 33 years ago yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, the other two that I thought that I think you just have to play are the Al Michaels 
Well, hang on. Oh. I want to. I want to. I want to break down Ken Wilson real quick. We'll, oh, we'll he's he's so good. What what does he do now? Because Ken Wilson was the voice of the Blues for a long time. Long time. So, I mean, I think that was his first season here in St. Louis, and people remember Dan Kelly being here as well. But Dan Kelly died in 1988, so Dan Kelly was the voice of the Blues on the radio. Ken Wilson was the voice of the Blues on television. Right. So that game was probably on Channel 11. Okay. Back in the day. They didn't have national television contracts for NHL hockey back then. Right. Um, then, after Dan passed away, John came around for the first time. Mm-hmm. And John and Ken, the story that I have heard that, that Ken relayed to Frank Cusimano, was it on, who was it? I think it was on Frank Cusimano's show. John Kelly being the current voice. The current voice of the Blues, voice, yes. Currently. Yeah. Uh, John says Ken was a dick to him. Ken says John was a dick to him. Right. Pointing fingers. Pointing fingers at each other. Who's to say? I think they've let it go at this point. Cause, sure. Cause years it was 30 past. years ago. Yeah. But at the time, I mean, there was... Because they used to alternate. Because they, they also had their own color guy, which I think was may, may have been kind of like uh, Rob Ramage or Joe Micheletti. Okay. And then Kelly and um, John Kelly and Ken Wilson would alternate periods. So you had alternating play-by-play guys, and yes. then you had a regular color guy. Yes, it was very, oh, it was wow. a very, it was a very strange setup. That is a strange. That is a strange setup. And after Dan Kelly died, they simulcasted the television play-by-play on the radio play-by-play. Oh, they were okay. the same. Wow. Okay, that's also strange. Very strange situation. Because okay, so let me just replay this for all the people that are outside the knowledge. And that's base. Jack Quinn being a fucking cheap ass. <laughs> Dan Dan Kelly was the was the radio voice, radio voice of the for Blues, St. Louis Blues for a long time, nineteen sixty eight to nineteen eighty eight for twenty years. And when he passed away, his son John Kelly, who is the current television analyst or play by play guy for the Blues right now, yes, was working side by side with Ken Wilson, yes, and they were both alternating. Period by period, who would be the play-by-play guy for the St. Louis Blues? That's correct. And they had some sort of issue. Yes. And that led to a splitting up, I would assume. That led to John going to Colorado. John Kelly went to Colorado. Yes. For the Avalanche? Yes. Okay. And then Ken Wilson stayed, obviously. Yep. For quite a while. Yeah. Because I remember, oh, baby. I mean, that the was... The baby's got to be a little... He, he would use him a little too freewheeling. Sure. There, I mean... But I mean, as a kid... Oh, no, it's cool. As a kid growing up, it was like when you heard, oh, baby, you knew it was... It was a big deal, at least, you know, to a kid. That's the stuff I always remember, man. Stuff like that. I know, me too. I can't too. forget it. I mean, the the call is not as important as the actual moment, obviously, when your team wins. But, yeah, but I'm is, a nerd. It makes it better. It makes the moment better. The call makes it better. Here's Al Michaels you were talking about. This, this is The from, Miracle on Ice? Yeah, from February of 1980. Oh, it would help if I turned it up, wouldn't it? Just a little bit. That was in Lake Placid, right, New York? Lake Placid, New York. All right, here's this. It's the last 10 seconds. So, five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. God, Al Michaels sounds so young there. He was young. I mean, but he just sounded younger. Yeah. And then, did you have, do you have the Jack Buck one where Kirk Gibson, when he has the bum knee... Yeah, that's see, and the is, nobody heard that call. Really, it was on the radio. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Because it's Jack Buck, and I believe who's obviously the father of Joe Buck, but 
Jack Buck was calling it, and it was what the NLCS, right? So no, it, no, Game One of the World Series. So it's Game One of the World Series. Yeah, 1988, though, right? Dodgers. 1988, Dodgers Athletics. Uh, Ooh, a California series. Yeah. Okay. Uh, actually, here's here's the call with Drysdale, Vin Scully, and Jack Buck. Because here, let me, let me, let me preface it with this. Vince Scully, although he is the voice of the Dodgers at the time, was also the lead play-by-play voice, lead play-by-play baseball voice for NBC. So he uh, was on. So he was on television doing the national broadcast for a NBC. Lot sh- a lot of sharing. Going Don on. Drysdale was the uh, would would have been on Dodgers radio. So here's us. God, Vin Scully and Jack Buck were just, <laughs> I, I mean, Vin's still with us, but Jack was, oh my God, so good, man. So, so good. good. I mean, I mean, you, you can't, you cannot overestimate how great they were. I mean, they really were. This is the ball of touch. That too. This too. This is Vern Lundquist from, two, from the Masters in 2005, the very famous Tiger Woods chip in. This is the ball of Tiger Woods. Lenny, what about this? Burn, this is extremely difficult. This is one of the toughest pitches on the entire place here. He's got to put this well. You can see him looking up the slope. He's almost got to put it up to where you saw Trevor Immelman's ball come from to get it close. Well, I am reminded of Davis Love here four or five years ago when he pitched in. Yeah, he's a little bit further up, I think, than mm-hmm. Davis was. Yes, he is. Got the same basic kind of shot. He's going to have to to get it close. He's going to have to put it up into the slope, though, somewhat. And, of course, it's made a lot tougher by having that second cut right behind the ball. It almost forces him, I think, to put it back and have to hit a low shot. He cannot put it up in the air with the, with the second cut that close behind the ball. You can see him putting it back in his stance right here and picking the club up like he's going to hit right down on it. And uh, he's picked out a landing spot that is a good 25 feet above the hole. There's a good chance he doesn't get this inside the Marcos ball. Goodness. And then it stops. Oh, 
And then it rolls in. In your life, have you seen anything like that? I haven't, Vern. I still haven't. <laughs> Vern was awesome, man. Who was the other guy, the Woe Nelly guy? Whoa, no. Oh, Keith Jackson. Keith Hang Jackson. On. I got a great one for that. Buck Baloo or whatever Buck it is. Buck Baloo. Uh, he was, I remember him <laughs> as a kid, too. I mean, there's a lot of people that are, might be listening to this uh, podcast, the beginning of it, and going, what the hell are they talking about? But if you appreciate <sighs> great great broadcasting, great sports, like, like we this do. is hitting your goosebumps for sure. Yeah. And bringing back awesome memories, man. Okay, here's this one. I love this Keith one. Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson called college football on ABC for, God, 50 years. Yeah. Tim Williams in the punt. Averaging just under 38 on 44 kicks this year. Nice high kick. Got a little wind under it. And it runs Howard back up. And a little look at that. If you couldn't catch it, he said, hello, Desmond Howard. Hello, Heisman. <laughs> uh, he, was, he was really good, man. He was really good. And you know what's really weird? Uh, when ABC started Monday Night Football, mm. the great Rune Arledge, the brains behind Monday Night Football. You ever seen the movie, the uh, Rune Arledge documentary? No. On his life or biography movie? What's it called? Do you know? <laughs> Why are you asking me hard questions? I know it was for? an ass move. Sorry, I just Dead. because I want to watch it. Uh, let me Google it here. Like I didn't know. I didn't. Did you know there was a movie about like the battles between Jay Leno and Dave Letterman? I heard it on a podcast the other day. It's called The Late Shift. It was a movie made about them, and I want to watch that too. But I always like to watch these movies that have like stories, real good stories to them. Uh, the Rune Arledge biography movie. I mean, and this is total nerd stuff. One percent of you might like would like this movie. I'm one percent. I'm the one percent as well. We're the cool one percent. You're damn right. Uh, I'll have to find it for you. That's okay. Right. Maybe I'm. I'm I could be making it up. I know. However, I feel like I've watched a movie on Rune Arledge. So Rune Arledge was is the brains behind Monday Night Football. Okay. Him and like Deca- the creator he, of it. Yeah. Okay. He created all kinds. Of, he was like just like one of those TV genius guys back from the seventies. But anyway, Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson was the play by play guy. The first season of really? Monday Night Football sucked. Really? Terrible at the NFL. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so strange that he couldn't, That he couldn't. you know what I mean? That he couldn't uh, translate from college to the pros. I mean, because he's just calling the game. So, I mean, you're calling what you're seeing. Then I want to say list of Monday Night Football commentators. Don Meredith was on there for years. So was Howard uh, Cosell. And Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. Uh, Cosell was on, so, uh, let's see here, where'd it go? Keith Jackson, 1970, Howard Cosell, 1970, 1983, and then Al Michaels came in. Uh, no, actually, there was somebody in between there doing, doing the actual play-by-play. Who would that have been? Oh, Keith Jackson, Frank Gifford. Yep. Al Michaels, Gary Bender. Remember Gary Bender? Kind of. So, Gary Bender and Mike, uh... I remember Frank Gifford a lot. I don't yeah, remember and Gary. Mike Patrick was the number two guy. Don't remember him. Um, Gary Bender was the voice of the Rams when they moved to St. Louis. Really? Yeah, for two seasons. 
because he was the voice of the Rams in Los Angeles. So I would have only been eight when the Rams first moved here. So yeah. I don't remember. I remember Tony Banks. Yeah, Tony. And the coach. Who was the Scott? Rich Brooks, right? Rich Brooks was the first coach. And then, I remember things like that. Yeah. Um, who was Gary Bender's? It may have been. Oh, it was Gary Bender and Jack Snow on the radio. Okay. So Jack, and then Jack Snow was here, you know, until he passed away. Sure. So, um, like I said, we've been very lucky in St. Louis. We've had a lot of great, a lot of great talent come through here. Mostly, most of them stay, but it's been really great. We've been very lucky. Yeah. And Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale are doing a spectacular job with the Blues and uh, Dan McLaughlin, and then whoever they put in with them, Jim Edmonds, Ricky Horton, any of those guys are spectacular. And the National guys are great, man. We're not even talking about really like. We haven't really talked about Al Michaels, Jim Nance. Um, uh, who's the who's the um, who's the guy? Jeez uh, Louise, Mike Tirico. Mike, that was, thank you, thank you. That uh-huh. was what I was trying to think about. Like I was like, who might he was on ESPN and then he went. Now he's with NBC, right? So yeah. So back in the day, um, the only golf that ABC would broadcast would be the British Open. Okay. It used to, they used to have all kinds of stuff. They used to have the U.S. Open, and they had they also did some tour events. But as you know, as those things changed, they ended up only having the British Open. Right. And during those years, Mike Tirico was the studio host, or and maybe maybe the lead play-by-play guy as well for those broadcasts. And the tour players always voted Mike Tirico as their favorite. Really, as their favorite? Yeah the hmm. the the guy that did that did one tournament a year. Yeah. Was this was their favorite because he just thought he was so uh, so good so good so do you remember oh who was the sideline reporter from about two thousand the girl Melissa Susie. Stark oh yeah I remember Susie Colber yeah Susie Colber was that the one that Joe Namath tried to kiss yes I believe so Broadway Joe tried to kiss yeah. her when he was slightly intoxicated Lisa Guerrero boy she fine yeah Whew. I mean and then the one who's really spectacular you don't even see anymore because. For obvious reasons, Zarin Andrews. Yeah. She got that $55 million settlement for that creep who looked through the peephole on her. Did she really? Yeah, $55 million. That's what the court awarded her. I see her on uh, Dancing with the Stars with Tom Bergeron. Yeah. She's great. And I mean, what a creep, dude, to be videotaping her through a peephole of a keyhole. Reversed the peephole. Yeah. You know, they changed, so we I sell those. Really? Yeah. They the cha- peephole things or whatever? Yeah, they changed it so that way. You have to unscrew it from the inside. You can't unscrew it from the outside. Good. That's how it should be. That's good. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, it probably so took will, a weird so, thing like that. So, to do it'll that. never happen again. It's so creepy. So creepy, man. And I, I think and I think ugh. once they're also there's also some brands, some models that once they're in there, they don't unscrew. Speaking of creepy, just just a brief aside as it's here in my little podcast notes, as you could see. Yeah. I had a thought. Uh Friday I was working at a gas station down in Sullivan, Missouri. Okay. I was dropping off some uh coca-cola products and ordering some products for them and i looked off to my left and there was those uh you know like the section of magazines that have plastic coverings over them yeah the pornography dude how creepy would it be to walk into a gas station get yourself say forty dollars worth of gas and a slurpee and maybe some nachos and be like you know what else i need to make this day proper a fucking porno magazine that's what i need wait a minute like someone does that i have done that Wait, you walked into a gas station, got gasoline, bought a Slurpee, some nachos, and got yourself a nice porno mag. Sure. Are you serious? Or are you just pulling my leg? Back when I was 18 and the porn wasn't available on the internet okay, like 18, it is now. Okay, 18 is fine. 18 yeah. is fine. I'm talking like, I'm, I only, in, for whatever reason, envision like a 50-year-old creep. 
like walking in there. Oh, and yeah. like you know what I'm saying, like that guy, the same guy that would like try to like reverse a pee hole, a people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, man. Or like, um, I didn't do it often. I think probably maybe two or three times over the course of my my when I was a youngster. I remember this is so funny. God, this is so I can't believe I'm gonna tell it. I remember when my, my dad's hardware store in the city. There was one Playboy magazine down in the basement, like hidden, and yeah. I found it when I was like thirteen. And I was like, "What is this? Who is the first woman you ever saw naked in a magazine?" I remember mine vividly. Well, I mean, my dad, my dad had a Playboy collection, and I found it when I was six or seven. I found it when I was very, very young. Okay, so what was like? What do you think was going through your mind at six or seven? Like, did you even know what the hell you were like? Obviously, couldn't fully know what the hell you were like. I mean, I knew that I knew there were naked girls, right, 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 and I knew and I knew that I wasn't allowed to watch movies with, with naked girls in them, such as like Police Academy and Porky's, right, right. Like, okay, so the very first one I can vividly and I still remember love her. too. I had a friend, had a neighborhood friend who was three years older than me. No, see, I had a cousin like I have a cousin like that. He and showed me my first one. Yeah, so who? I, and so I have no idea who it Jenny was. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, and I've loved her ever since. So there was a there was a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue in 1992, and one of the girls had on a uh, had on a white t shirt and she was wet and there you could see nip through that. Forget about it. That was instant. That's like life changing. Yeah, I was like, oh. Did you hear about the the Bruce Jenner thing? Or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jesus. I- uh, what is what, what is her his name now? Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Do you hear what she, they're putting her in Sports Illustrated naked for the cover? I just read about it. I'm not kidding. I'm well, not. Hold has, on. He's he, going in. Has, going has he talk. has he undergone the procedure? Is he still just tucking it back between his legs? <sighs> That's a great question. Okay, let's see. I'm looking it up right now. It's on. If I, by the not way, that this, there's anything wrong with no, any of this. No, no. What we're talking way. about right now is just being honest. We're just. This is like a Howard Stern moment we're having here. Uh, so this is CBSNews.com, by the way. Okay, this so like story a, like made a legitimate it to CBS news, news story. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner to pose nude for Sports Illustrated cover. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is reportedly posing nude for the cover of Sports Illustrated, wearing nothing but an American flag and her Olympic medal. Us Weekly has first reported. It will be the first time the former athlete will pose with her gold medal since the bombshell 2015 Vanity Fair profile in which Jenner came out as transgender. By the way, I can't believe it's already been four years. It's been four years since the Caitlyn Jenner thing. I I, I didn't realize that. This marks the 40th anniversary of the 66-year-old's world decathlon record at the 1976 Montreal Summer Games. Wow, he's 66. She's 66. Sorry, I keep doing that. He, she. You, you You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, Jenner refers to the medal as her most prized possession, but tries not to flaunt it. Huh. That's pretty wild. So that's going to be on, I don't understand, to pose nude for Sports Illustrated cover. So you got nude on the cover? Like the body issue of ESPN, I'm guessing? is. Yeah, I mean, it'll be nude, but like, you know, there'll be positions that way body parts are covered up. Hmm. That's, that's, uh, that's different. I don't know. know, That whole thing is strange. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. I guess I, I think we're in a very strange time in general as a as a we as are. country. You know, when you don't know if you can if you can't refer to somebody as he or her, yeah, or she or he or her or him, yeah, that's a strange time to be alive. How do you feel about the bathroom thing, the bathroom situation? Where like you know, there's been a lot of debate about should a those things have existed already. There's family bathrooms all over the place where you can, where it doesn't matter what sex you are, just go into the bathroom. Correct. Correct. Um, I don't know. 
I, I feel that if you in this, in see, mind. I don't think about it. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I think if you have a penis, you should go to the men's room. If you have a vagina, you should go to the women's room. It's fair. It's fair. Now, if you get the parts reversed, I mean, yeah, if you go through it and you and you don't have a penis anymore and you have a vagina, yeah, it's a tough thing to like really talk about nowadays because nowadays you have to be. I know, know, and I don't want to offend anybody, but, but just, you also it's don't want to lie. Right, right. There's nothing. Now, granted, if I'm in the men's room and there's a lady in there who identifies as a man going to the bathroom, am I going to say anything? No. Right. Would I make that person feel uncomfortable? No. No. I think the bigger, I mean, and I, I, I've heard of women who are troubled by the fact that men might be in the, men who identify as women might be in the women's room. Mm-hmm. So it's really more of a problem on that end. Right. Um. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. My wife has said that if if somebody identifies as a woman, that she really doesn't care, right? That she's probably not, you know, nothing's probably going to happen, so it, it really doesn't bother. And she's she, and she said the same thing that she would also wouldn't say anything, yeah, to anybody. We just live in a really polarizing time in general as a country. I, I don't think it's just our country either. I think it's all over the world. Oh, well, it's all definitely all over the world. I mean, I think a lot of it gets put on the United States because we're obviously always obsessed with what's going on in our own country. But I, I think it's going on all over the world where there's a lot of polarizing topics and, and strange things that are not with the, what the norm was, at least. So part of the blues playoff run, the song Gloria... Oh, yeah. has become very, very popular. As a matter of fact, the day after the Blues won Game 7 of the Western Conference semifinals against the your Dallas Stars, Y98 FM right here in St. Louis, they played 24 Hours of Gloria. And people have been asking us, we, we've talked about it a little bit. I think I mentioned that I said that they were, at, they were out at a bar one time and they heard it and they kind of, and they, and they, and some of the guys just kind of brought it back to the locker room. However, Camel X did a pretty uh, a deep a pretty deep dive on the story, and our, our buddy Alpina has the update on Gloria. Yeah, so a couple quick facts about Gloria that I had no idea about. Uh, if I was to tell you it was on the Billboard Hot 100, how many weeks do you think it was on there? The song a long, Gloria. long time. Thirty six weeks. Yeah, it went platinum. And it sold over a hundred. It sold over a million it, copies it, of the single. It was a huge song. I never even heard of it till till the blues started playing. I so never know, once heard it. It was. It was. I believe it was the B side of another Laura Branigan song called. Oh my God! Is it called Loose Control? Keep telling the story. I'd never I'm even gonna... heard of her. But anyway, so like the story. The story goes like this. Uh, per Camo X, it turns out that all of this all began over a Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys NFC wildcard game uh, on January 6th uh, was when this whole thing went down. Joel Edmondson was watching the game with Alex Steen, Robert Bertuzzo, Jaden Schwartz, and Robbie Fabry. Uh, Edmondson said, we got together with some friends and watched the game, a bunch of guys from Philly who grew up there. Uh, and then he said, the DJ in the bar, whenever there was commercial break, commercial break would crank up the tunes and all the guys from philly would get up and start dancing around which is just a funny right thought in general uh they played the song gloria a couple times and this one guy looked at the dj and said keep playing gloria so they kept playing it everyone would get up and start singing and dancing we sat back and watched what happened right there we decided we should play that song after all of our wins we won the next game we got a shutout so we just decided we're going to keep on playing it joel edmondson and that's why Gloria? By the way, do you remember what the song was after the Blues won before Gloria? Fun fact. 
Can you remember what the song was? After the Blues would win. Someone in their car is listening going, Oh, I know it. I know it. I didn't know it. Was it We Like the Party by the Vega Boys? No. <laughs> Run Around Sue. Oh, yeah. That was what they played. Yeah, I, I read that. I read that. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Edmondson added, uh, Whenever we come back in the dressing room after when we're yelling, Play Gloria, play, go- play Gloria, it makes us smile and have a good time. If you haven't had a chance yet, uh, follow my uh, my friend on Facebook. His name is Cucky. He's also Stephen George Elgin. And he does these awesome videos where he has a green screen up in his house and he like dresses up in costume. He's a very effeminate man, but he's also he's very, very straight, too. Oh, he's hilarious. But he's so funny. Yeah. So I didn't know this song was also in the movie Flashdance. Okay. It was in Grand Theft Auto. Yep. It was in Family Guy. It's been in American Dad. The Cleveland Show. Yeah. So Seth MacFarlane really likes Seth it. Seth likes it a lot. And South Park. The The best was last week. I So remember a few years ago, there, the black guy looking for the Cardinals game? Couldn't find the Cardinals game on Fox yeah. Sports Midwest. And so he started watching hockey. Yeah. He goes, he goes what are you white people watching? Yeah. I think his name was like Soul City or... Oh, S- what or, the heck was that? That was during the 2016, wasn't it? Yeah. With anyway, Dallas. I still follow the guy. He's a great follow. Goal. Blues goal. Schwartz again. Play it. Anyway, he wanted Laura Brannigan to come sing the song at a at a uh, blues game. There's a problem with that. She passed away. She had a brain aneurysm. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. So this song actually got to number two on the Billboard Hot 100, believe it or not. Really? In 1982, right behind Lionel Richie's Truly. Great song. She also earned a nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance with this song. Pretty crazy, man. So uh, so on Spotify, Gloria has 37 million listens. This song has 53 million She was a pretty big star for a minute. Very beautiful lady. Very pretty girl. So this is Laura Branigan too? Yes. And what's this called? Self-control. This feels so 80s. Great synthesizer. Yeah. Good voice, man. She had a really good voice. She's really talented. I love the chorus of this song. Yeah, very, very talented. Maybe a Canadian? Maybe? I believe she is. Was. 
This makes me want to put on spandex and jazzercise. <laughs> Can't you see it? I feel like I'd also see like a Sylvester Stallone boxing, shadow boxing to this. <laughs> like really getting at it. Great song. I love this song. It is a very good song. All right, so the Blues are up one nothing here. That's very in, uh, exciting. Game two of Western Conference Finals off a goal by Jaden Schwartz. Less than five minutes into the first period. Hell of a goal. One nothing. We have some exciting news for our listeners. What's that? Uh, on June 15th, I'm going to be hosting um, Weekend Joe on 590 The Fan. It's a Saturday. We went from noon to two. Uh, Joe has something to do that day, so I'll be running point, and Alpina is going to be my co-host. Yes. Yes. I know. I'm going to be live on the air with you again. I know. Well, we've, we've, never, we've never been live on the air together. No, I mean, but like live on the air. Like, like live like on the is, air. <clears throat> like this is podcast, but th- this will be live. That's awesome. I'm excited. Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, having I'm, me I'm looking it. forward to it. I mean, I couldn't do it without you. No, I think it'll be a lot like of fun. I need, I, so I told you, I said, I need my broadcast partner to do this with me. I don't know if I, it, it would be weird doing a show without you now. Like we've literally like you're like my you're like my uh, my partner in crime. Right. My PIC. My I'm sure I'm crime. sure that you remember Stephen DC from back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So they had in their contract that if one of them was out sick, the other one could. Oh, wow. That was close. Yeah. Oh, come on, Tank. Um, God, Stephen DC had themselves some nice days, too, didn't they? They sure did. Anyway, yeah, if, if one was out sick, the other one didn't have to work. They They would only work together. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a good contract. It's really good. That's pretty good. And they each made some stupid money, dude. I uh, this just came across my phone. This Tiger Woods thing. Did you hear about this? About Oops. him being sued about a fatal crash? No. Okay, so this is TMZ Sports. Uh, Tiger Woods and his girlfriend are being sued over a fatal crash, allegedly uh, overserved an alcoholic staffer. So here it is from TMZ. Tiger Woods allowed his restaurant to over-serve booze to a staffer who struggled with alcoholism, which set, which led to his drunk driving death. This, according to a new lawsuit obtained by TMZ Sports. Uh, those are pretty dram shop. Dram shop uh, lawsuits are pretty common in those in those situations. Do you? That this kid was 24 years old, is what it says. Yeah, uh, and he knew he had a real. He he openly said he had a drinking problem. And they're trying to say that the parents are trying to say of this the guy who died that uh, he was served alcohol to the point of severe intoxication before he was sent in his car to drive home. He died with a blood alcohol level of 2.56. Whoa. No, 0.256. Yeah, point two, I knew what you meant, 0.256. Wow. That's a lot more than the uh, legal limit. So the, per, per the uh, lawsuit, the family claims Tiger is being sued individually because he was, quote, Directly responsible for ensuring that his employees and management were not overserving its employees that'll never, and customers. That'll never hold up there's court. no way. Yeah, there's yeah, th- there's there's no law against that. They're also trying to claim that Tiger and Erica, which his girlfriend's name I didn't know her name. Tiger Woods' girlfriend is Erica Herman. Did yeah, you know and she's that? yeah, and she's the GM of 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 Woods. So that's okay. Okay, that's uh, connection with Bar and Don Jupiter. Uh, they claim that Tiger and Erica had been drinking with the uh, gentleman who passed away just days before the fatal crash, and reasonably should have known that he was a habitual drunkard. Dude, wait a uh, minute. The parents, in general, bringing a lawsuit on where you say your child is a habitual drunkard blows my mind. Right. Like wow. And Holy wait a minute. Crap. And wait a minute. Erica and Tiger were drinking with the guy days before. Yes. Yes. But they should have known. <laughs> Yeah, and this this is a crazy lawsuit, man. 
This is nuts. While while the story is awful. Yes. None of that holds up in court. Right. None of it. Now, I'm sure that you're familiar with Dram Shop and all the stuff that goes along with that, right? No. What are you talking about? What are, I heard you say that, but I didn't know what that meant. Dram Shop is the insurance that bar owners have to have, whereas if, if a bartender overserves somebody and they hurt, and then they And that's it, what it's called, is Dram Shop? Dram Shop. And it's called Dram Shop Insurance. And the insurance, it's very, very expensive. It's one of the one of the biggest costs of running a bar. Really? Maybe you have to have it. Yeah, sure. You got to like cover having, your ass. It's like having liability insurance and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, here, let me. T- <clears throat> God, I can't believe they called their son a habitual drunkard. I mean, that's really like if that's the case. I mean, why? How does he? Why do you even give him keys to a car? I mean, if that's the real case. Uh, insurance. As your dram shop insurance is insurance that covers. They're proprietors of a business that serves alcohol. The insurance protects them from being liable for accidents caused by customers who became intoxicated inside the establishment. Hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, the kid was only 24 years old. Wow. Awful story. Yeah. I feel terrible for the family. Uh, According to the lawsuit filed in Palm Beach County by attorneys Craig Goldenfarb and Spencer Coven, the family is demanding Tiger and Erica in the Woods restaurant should be on the hook for everything from medical and funeral expenses to other appropriate Sorry. damages. They didn't break the law. Sorry. Yeah, not a chance, man. Wow. Wow, what a sad story. Awful story. Altogether, just what a sad story. And then the fact that they want to go blame it on somebody else. Dude, random question. Um, I often think about this because do you take long showers? Yes. See, I do too. Do you take really hot showers? Mm, almost. See, I take way too hot showers. Oh, see, I, my skin gets too dry. Man, I don't know. So, why do you ask? Well, I asked because I was thinking about it the other day. Because I think I take longer showers than Lauren. Like, I'm pretty sure I do. Kelly takes really short showers. Really? Mm-hmm. How the hell are our women taking shorter showers? Just than us? because they know they have more stuff to do outside the shower. Do you listen to anything while you're in the shower? Like, I Depends. podcast all day. Depends. If I'm in a hurry, I will because then I can count because then I'll know. Like if I've been in for three songs, I know I've been in way too long. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have a, I have like one of those UE booms set up next to the. Shower. Oh, I was going to ask if you had a shower head that has a speaker built into it. No, that would be awesome. They have those down there. I'd like that in my next house, please. They have those as as I point down there. I, they're a sponsor. I can talk about them. Yeah. They have them at Henry Plumbing Showroom. Nice. Have you been looking for that special plumbing fixture at the big box store, Alpino? Yes. And their selection isn't quite meeting your tastes. Yeah. Henry Plumbing has been a fixture in St. Louis since 1946, and they offer everything from plumbing parts and fixtures to complete design and renovations. There are 17 area showrooms, including St. Louis, Cape, Alton, Washington, Missouri, and coming very, very soon to a beautiful new showroom right here in Edwardsville at number, uh, Cotton, at number one Cottonwood Industrial Park in Glen Carbon. Each with a dedicated designer to help you pick out the perfect fixtures for your plumbing projects. Henry Plumbing carries brands you know, such as American Standard, Delta, Brizo, LK, and Crosswater, and also a wide array of European and American-style plumbing fixtures for any budget. You don't have to be super rich or super poor to shop at Henry Plumbing Showroom. Go online to find the nearest Henry Plumbing Showroom at henrykitchenandbath.com. That's henrykitchenandbath.com. That is the Henry Plumbing Showroom, uh, one of our great sponsors here. Going to break for a few minutes. We'll be back more after this 
on the St. Louis Happy Hour Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome back into the STL Happy Hour Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Andy Hanselman, John Alpina Sander alongside with you. We're watching game two of the Western Conference Finals. Your St. Louis Blues, San Jose Sharks. One nothing blues with about eight fifty left to go in the first period. God, Bennington is so good, man. He's been he's so he's been outstanding, and the defense has really shown up as well. You know, I was uh, I was doing some deep uh, analysis uh, earlier, and uh, I, I came to the uh, assumption that the Blues were going to have, have to have a, a lower goal differential than the Sharks in order to win tonight. <laughs> I think you might be on to something there. <laughs> So you're telling me the team that's going to have to win this series is going to have to score more goals than the other team? In, in, in at least four games. All right, that's or, fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Is this Blues Traveler? It is a Blues Traveler. I love Blues Traveler. What is this, like 1994? Oh, this is... He was. He is so talented. Wasn't his name John? Uh, yeah, John, uh, John Hopper. Oh, he's so talented. I believe the out al- in the album four. Hang on a minute. This is the same one that Hook's on. You remember Hook? Oh yeah, Hook is a great song. Blues Traveler. I got to show this to Lauren. She's really into blues lately. She'd like this. I'm going 94. Yeah, 94. Yes. The album is four. Nice. Track five. The mountains win again. Nice. Made famous by a Bush beer commercial. Really. Yeah, he was so ta- he is so talented, man. Plays the harmonica, everything. Super talented guy. Great cameo at the end of Kingpin, the movie Kingpin with Randy Quaid and Woody Harrelson. They're the Amish band playing. Oh my god! At the end of the movie, Fairly Brothers. I did not put two and two together. We, you know, uh, speaking of Fairly Brothers, uh, one of the Fairly Brothers, I watched uh, the Green Book. Lauren and I did. Yeah. It was great. I have not seen it yet. Gotta see it. Green yeah. Book is so good. Mahersha, Mahersha Ali, I believe his name yeah. is. He is spectacular, and Viggo Mortensen is great, was, man. Uh, Mahersha Ali was also fantastic this year in True Detective. See, I haven't seen the newest True Detective. Oh. He's a hell of an actor. He's great in House of Cards. That's where I first saw him. Yes. He's a hell of an actor. I think he's won Oscars back-to-back years. I think he has, too. I think one God. Moonlight and now Green Book. House of Cards was so good. Yeah, and what a shit ending, man. I know. And, you know... What a shit ending. I, I think firing Kevin Spacey was a little prisoner of the moment. Like everything is now? Like everything is now. Like you and I were talking during the break about the bathroom conversation we had earlier. Yeah. And it's like... We know what we want to say, like what's in our mind, and you say what's on your mind, but like at the same point in time, it's like you never know who you're going to, you know, like you never know. Like I see it differently because I have a daughter now. So, like, I think I'd feel differently just because of having a daughter. We mean no offense to anybody. You know, it's just Correct. it's just our personal beliefs. Yep. I was just intrigued to hear what other people think of it. Yeah. What we've talked about. Yeah. All right. So there's been a there's been an ongoing conversation in my house for the past couple of weeks. Uh oh, here we go. And it all revolved around me getting a new phone. Looks like you won that conversation with that new phone in front. Well, of me. Well, I got a new phone, but I didn't get the phone that she wanted me to get. What she wanted you to get? Well, she wanted me to get an iPhone. Good for her. That's the right way to go. 
But there's a reason why she wanted me that why she wanted me to get an iPhone. Because you'd be cooler. Location tracking. Well, how do you do that on an iPhone? You can like share your location with with oh, your yeah, friends yeah, and family. Yeah, that yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have been adamant. I'm saying I don't want that. Okay. I don't want you to know where I am. Right. All the time. Right. So you know where I am all the time. You don't need to know exactly where I am all the time. Right. Not and she goes. Well, what are you hiding? Prostitutes and drugs, alcohol. Yeah. Now, granted, I, like I, like I talked about on this sh- on this show before, I, I was separated for a while, right? Uh, due to my indiscretion, so I do have a history of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very valid concerns. It's fair, and I totally agree with her concerns. Mm-hmm. I don't behave that way anymore, though. Right, and you guys have been married what seven years now? Seven years, seven nice. years in a week. There you go. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. That's right. So. I'm like I'm not doing that. I don't I don't I don't want to do that. I see both sides of the story. I see both. We've I gone both we've sides. gone this long and, the, and and we've had relationships that go this far without ever having this happen. Without without ever having this technology. Correct. She goes, "Well, I I mean, it's just so much easier than me calling you or texting you asking you where you are." Mm. I can just I can just pick I can just pick it up on the on my phone and see where you are. I see that point. I see that point. And I said, y- you don't need to know that. I also see that point. I mean, if, if, but if you call and ask me where I am, I'm going to tell you where I am. Wow, yeah, I, I fall honest to God right in the middle on that one. I see both sides. Because, I, I, believe me, I totally see her side of it, too. Sure. I, to- I totally do. Sure. But I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, uh, that's tough. I. Uh, so I, I agreed to install an app. Oh, there you go. There you on go. my phone. Common ground. You found common ground. And I said, I said, if you want me to do it, I will. She goes, I don't want you to do it right now. I just want to know that you're open to it. Oh, that's a good line on her end. It's a good line. It's a perfect line. Because you better be open to it. You better be. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I guess I'm so um, self-absorbed. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I've, if you're in radio, you are. Uh, you have to be. Yep. Or if you're a wedding DJ, you're a little self-absorbed. Yep, you're just self-absorbed. You need, um, you need, you need attention. <laughs> I don't even really think about it with Lauren, I guess. And I guess the other thing is also like with us, like, uh, I don't know. I, I, we just, we know where the other one is. So it's like, I don't know. Whatever I mean, pretty is. much she's either at home or she's at work. Yeah. Lauren's either at home or at like Target. Yeah. It's like and I'm either at. I'm either at home, here. Right. Oak Brook or Normandy. Right. But she wants to know. But she wants to know. Yeah, I say screw it and just go for it. Yeah. Do it. Take the. Take so the as part. No. As, so I was telling Alpina earlier that. So even though I, I got a new cell phone, but the I, but we got a bunch of new company cell phones today, too. And as part of the deal, Sprint has these new things that you plug into. You know, you, you they plug the thing into your uh, com, they plug their computer into your into your car. So that way they can, they can check the check engine light. You know, that port. Yes. Okay. Well, we got these sprint things that plug into that port. Okay. Okay. Location tracking. Sure. But it also provides a hotspot inside the vehicle up to two gigabytes a month. Well, that's nice. Because right now, they uh, you still can't have simultaneous voice and data going on at the same time in your car. But if you're hooked up to that Wi-Fi. 
You can. You can. Well, that's a nice little ad. Yeah, kind of nice a neat thing. Addition, sure, sure. Little so, and that has, and that thing has an app on it, and she could easily, and so I can give her that. Here, download this app, scan this thing, and you, see, you can see where my car is all the time. Perfect, perfect. I, I, I don't. I honestly don't. I don't have a problem with it either way. I, I understand one hundred percent where you're coming from, and I understand one hundred percent where she's coming from. And uh, if you wouldn't have had past issues in the past, I would say she I probably wouldn't even bring it up. Correct. Correct. And honestly, if it just makes it, if it makes it uh, easier life for you, and it makes it easier for her and happier for her, then everybody wins. I, I sound like a married guy, but it's just the truth. It's just the truth, man. Like yeah. honestly, like it's the the happy wife, happy life situation. Like whatever keeps Lauren from killing me is honestly what I think I'll just do. <laughs> like for the rest of my life. So it's kind of cool. This app also gives you like all the stats on your car. Like I have my gas, my gas tank is twenty eight percent full. What's the app called? It's you called know? Sprint Drive. Sprint Drive. Yep. And uh, my my battery life is good. My vehicle health is good. Battery life. Oh, your battery life on your car. Yeah, the battery charge is good. No notifications nice. on my car. Uh, it'll also keep track of trips for me, trip history. I get it showed me that I I drove here. I I I, I left here and went home and then. Came back the exact same way. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Speaking of cars, we were talking about them last week for a good hot minute there. I think what I want next is a Toyota Sequoia. Have you ever seen a Toyota Sequoia? It's a monster. It's a big old SUV. I have seen those. It's big. I think it's got three rows. They're awesome. Yeah. I think it's got three rows of seating. Those things also hold their value. Yep. Toyota, baby. Very good stuff. So you like the app? Are you getting? I mean, you get some good stuff with it. Yeah, it's kind of neat. You get some. You get some stuff with it. Yeah. I know that Snapchat at one point had a thing where you could see where somebody was at. They have that as well. You, like, you know, you can, you can share your location on Snapchat as well. Okay, so yeah, you've seen that then. So okay. she could request my location at any time on, on Snapchat as well. What's the deal with um, the cat? Always talks about that you're not really a radio person unless you take a selfie in front of a microphone. So. Uh, well, it, it, yeah, a lot of people who tend to get into radio when they first get into radio obviously are excited. I've done it. I was excited. I was excited about it's it. It's an excitement thing. And if you're a longtime veteran, you kind of have to poke fun at the, uh, the antics of it. It is funny. I mean, I remember when I got business cards, effing business cards, when I worked as a reporter for WBKB in Alpena, Michigan, Yeah. in a town of 20,000 people. They gave me business cards, and it said sports reporter and anchor. And you would have thought, dude, that I was like, uh, I, I would have, I, I thought I, I'd made it. I thought I'd made it. Well, you had. I Remember my I, first business cards? That said reporter for the Edwardsville Intelligencer. I'm like, I'm ball fucking, so hard. I'm fucking cool, dude. <laughs> like, and then, <laughs> then we also every car, all the reporters also got window clings from the Illinois Associated Press. That said, had, that said, press on it, Ooh. and high contrast letters that you, could, that you could put in your windshield. Oh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Boy, I was fancy. Uh, I the other day I was sitting at Fraley's and I was talking to uh, one of our listeners and one of my good friends, Dan, and his wife, Stacy. And uh, Dan, I don't know how it was brought up, but I go, Dan, you know, you know, like there's literally YouTube videos of me on television doing sports, and he's like, stop it. There's 142 videos of me on YouTube that you can embarrass the hell out of me with if you just simply search my name. 
John Sandner, S-A-N-D-N-E-R, and it is embarrassing as hell. But there's videos of me doing like beach yoga. I'm paddle boarding, uh, all kinds of stuff. It's really bad, dude. But you would have thought when it was going on, I thought like, holy crap, I'm going to put these videos on YouTube. This was my thought process. I was like, all right, I'm going to work really hard in Alpena, Michigan, which I did. I mean, busting my butt. I'm going to write great stories and I'm going to do you know great content and I'm going to uh, take these videos, put them on YouTube every single night after every broadcast and someone's going to quote, find me. I'm going to end up on SportsCenter. As the old saying goes, April showers bring May flowers, right? Well, someone must not have told Mother Nature that because it's starting out pretty soggy. It was supposed to be day two of the McKenzie Alpena Baseball Invitational, but unfortunately, Mother Nature had another plan. I'm cringing. Rain, rain, rain was the story of the (laughs) afternoon. So much rain that the tournament actually got canceled after officials deemed it too wet to play ball. And while the teams missed out on baseball, they did decide to play other games like grass bowling. Alpena was announced the winner of the tournament, going 2-0 in their two games played. The Wildcats only surrendered four four runs combined in their two Mm. games. Gross Point North also went 2-0 in the tournament, but gave up five runs, one more run than the Wildcats, therefore crowning the Wildcats the 2014 champion. The Wildcats' bats came alive this year in the Invitational. Alpena drove in 18 runs in their two games played. Can we pause it for one second? Can we do like a Howard Stern pause here? As the old saying goes... Uh, I just want to put this on the record right I love this. First of all, I love that these exist. The reason that I'm going so fast is if I'm on like cocaine is because when you work in television, if you've ever been blessed... The director will tell you, oh, your five-minute segment is now three minutes and ten seconds. And you're like, oh, well, crap. I can't cut all this because we go on the air in ten seconds. So what am I going to do? So instead of dropping a story like a seasoned veteran would have done, I was like, well, I'll just read really, really quick. And it turns out that when you do that, it just sounds like you're on cocaine blowing through a story like, oh, 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 oh. that's what it sounds like. And it It only happens once every four years. Yesterday, the 2014 FIFA World Cup got underway in Brazil. As host country Brazil took on Croatia in opening round action. The month-long soccer tournament consists of... Why do I sound like I'm yelling at people? I don't know. I love it, though. I sound like I'm yelling. And for all you U.S. Uh, soccer fans, the United States will kick off its chase for the cup this Monday, uh, June 16th at 6 p.m., as Team USA will take on Ghana, the same team responsible for knocking the U.S. out of the World Cup in 2010. It's so bad. <laughs> it makes me cringe, dude. Oh, my God. It's, it makes me cringe. It's not bad. Uh, it's so bad. Like, oh. oh, my God, like, I go back and, I like, you can go back and, like, listen to old, my old radio show that I used to have on the actual air on 920. <laughs> it's called the AM Express. You yeah. can actually still find it on uh, on Apple iTunes. And it's so bad. Like, my partner back then, Mike Stoff, who works in Pepsi, we've been friends for a long time now, five, six years, ever since we started doing the show, he was great. I, on the other hand, was, like, just a and whirlwind man just flying all over the place is so bad i don't i don't uh, know if ever if i've ever played these for you i'll go and embarrass myself a little bit too please do please i I won't i won't leave you out there to hang i'm not i'm not (laughs) i'm not that mean uh um let's see your voiceover work finally to the fan uh yeah but you're talented no uh let's see here this is a voiceover (laughs) with I hate you. <laughs> Hang on a minute. 
Why did you say that? Why did you say this is a voiceover? I was doing. I was just testing something. Oh my god! I think I was testing out new microphones. God, your voice still sounds better than mine, though. Oh my god, that's too funny. Chris Raby on five ninety the fan one hundred five seven HD. <laughs> that was god. Amazing. Your voice is so good, though. Uh, At least you don't where, sound like you're on cocaine. Where is? Where are those things? They're oh in here somewhere. God. Oh my god. And dude, I had one suit coat when I when I worked on television so i would wear the same suit coat every day every day and i had two ties oh my god it was so bad <laughs> making twenty four thousand dollars a year living in a place that was still snowing in june in alpena michigan oh my god i did all these for i uh, remember brian ray yeah brian ray is now the uh dallas? yeah he's in dallas so he was also before this he was the voice of the uh austin we were Texas Stars uh, AAA club in in, uh, in Austin. And so here, here's the pregame show intro for Texas Stars hockey. It's now time for the Texas Stars pregame show. Here's the voice of the Texas Stars, Brian Ray. Oh, I love it. That's it's so good. Awful. It's so good. Well, if it had music behind it. Well, he he did it. Right. So yeah. if you, in post, you would put music behind yeah. it. That would, look, that would sound really good. I, wanna, I wish I could find. I can't. I want to find my original Oh, I know where I can find them. I mean, like, my God, man, some of my worst television stuff. Some of my stuff isn't so bad, I don't think. Like, the packages weren't bad because I could slow down. But, like, I was obsessed with making sure that I got in all the stories I could. So, like, it would literally be, like, motor mouth. Oh, my God. I can't believe you found that. That's funny. Those are great. But, yeah, you can go to YouTube and uh, find that. If you ever wondered, if you ever wanted to meet your host, that's a... Uh, that's it. Where are these things? Oh my God. Here, let me see. I know I emailed to Brian Ray. By the way, the Blues are up one nothing at the first intermission. Jaden Schwartz Very goal. Exciting. One nothing game two. Keep it up, boys. Skate, boys, skate. Oh man, that's funny. Uh. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> this is a voiceover. Oh my god! <laughs> so good. Oh, here, what's this? Time kill music. Oh, here, listen to this. Come on. Oh. <clears throat> See, like with your voice, it sounds like normal when you're broadcasting to people and talking to people. Right. When I was doing the broadcaster voice, which, by the way, for rookies who have never really been taught properly how to do it, that's what I was doing. It was like broadcasting. I wasn't talking. Like on this podcast, we're talking. But like when I was doing those highlights, I wasn't talking. I was reading off a script and effing broadcasting, and it sounded awful. See, oh, and I have God. never... Been I've never had a professional broadcasting class. Have you ever actually been on TV doing it live, like a live live thing like that no. on TV? No. I'll tell you what, there's no bigger rush in the world than being on TV, I will say that. Well, radio's pretty close. Radio's neck and neck. Okay, here's uh you'll get a kick out of this. 
Get ready, St. Louis, for the most hard-hitting, honest, and outspoken sports show to hit the airwaves. Kevin Slayton, Jack Clark, the King, and the Ripper starts now on CBS Sports 920 and inside STL.com. Without the music in the background, it's so... Get ready, St. Louis, for the most (laughs) hard-hitting, honest, and outspoken sports show to hit the airwaves. I was told to do that really obnoxious. Really, really obnoxious. It's, um... It's uh Oh my god. It's a treat, man. It's a treat. Oh my god. What are all these? I've just mellowed out so much since that time in my life too. Like I was 27. Facebook, Twitter, and your mobile device. <laughs> no one connects you like CBS Sports 920 and InsideSTL.com. Awful. Just yelling See, at everybody. hearing our awful crap makes you really appreciate our first segment where you talk about good broadcasters making great calls. Right. See, it all comes full circle. It comes full circle. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I stopped talking like that because I just did one for Roderick here, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll do my... I'll, now I'll, I'll show you my latest, my latest voiceover okay, work. Okay, let's see how far you've come. A long way. Let's hear it. So let me pull this up here. Isn't it amazing? In our heads, we thought we sounded good, though. Right. I'm like, like oh, I would, this sounds really, really good. I would good. finish a television like broadcast and be like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> sorry for all the downtime here. Oh, it's fine. I'm trying to find all this stuff. It's funny. This Where shows you how prepared we are when we do our podcast. Uh, Joe Roderick. God, it's so funny, man. Yeah, it's got to be in this email. I can still remember Alpina like it was yesterday. I remember going to Applebee's and somebody being like, talking to me about like one of the shows. I remember being like, oh man, I've made it. Someone in Alpena, Michigan has has met me and re- and recognized me. <laughs> God bless. We've talked about you know me being recognized. I'm like, uh, why do you want to recognize me? <sighs> like, are you a Hanselman? Yeah, it's so what funny, man. It's like no, it's ridiculous. Just, it's a, it's a it's a funny thing, man. It's a funny thing. Where are these files? And where are these files? Where are these files? You I know. All, I emailed you all Jerry Seinfeld on there. And what are we talking about these files? Let me search it this way. Do you think if you ever? I was talking to somebody oh, about right this. Here. Oh, sorry. Okay, here's the package. Go for it. The weekend's just got more entertaining. So far, it's, it's already Weekend better. Joe, driven by Munganass Toyota in Alton with Joe Roderick and friends on 590 The Fan KFNS and 590TheFan.com. Much better. Much better. Your weekend entertainment begins now. So uh, there's music obviously playing. Yeah. Or, or like, Let's get we? back to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass Toyota in Alton. On 590 The Fan, KFNS, and 590TheFan.com. So Here's Joe Roderick. So much better. Yeah. Some stories aren't worthy of the headlines and slip through the cracks. Here are today's crack slippers on the weekend, Joe. Crack slippers? I yeah. like that. I like that. So that's my that's my most recent voiceover work. So do you get to talk a bunch during the uh, during the weekend show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm the co-host of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I get Joe hates it when I do impressions. Oh, I We've love it. Talked about. I know everybody does. I love it. Joe pretends like he hates it. I don't know if he really does or not. <laughs> oh, I think impressions are great. 
I think the best radio best radio is just as if you have no show going on at all. <laughs> like this? Yes. <laughs> like this podcast where you're like, oh, we're just going to talk about this and then go there. You know, this is called the happy hour. We, sh- we, we probably should include like some alcohol. That would be great. There is actually a show that does that. And it's actually on YouTube, too, where they drink the entire time. Hey, uh, totally random as goes this whole show. Have you ever heard of something called the Met Gala? Yes, what I have. What the hell is the Met Gala? And why do these people dress like this? The Met Gala is a gala Correct. at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. Right. So what the hell are they doing, though? What is a gala? Like, they just get in there and drink and have a good time? I believe so. So a bunch of celebrities are like, we don't really congratulate ourselves enough as it is. I think they're in their fundraising as well. Okay. I'm down with that part. I think so. They better I think be. they're raising money for, for, the, for the art museum. I guess. I don't know. I, yeah, it's like and like it is super super exclusive and swanky. Very swanky. Have you seen some like of the crap they wear? It's it's harder to get into that Met Gala than it is the Augusta National Golf Club. That's crazy. And if you don't know how hard it is to get into the Augusta National Golf Club, let's put it this way. If you have enough money to join, which actually doesn't cost a lot of money to join, I think it's ten thousand dollars a year, and then dues are like twenty five hundred bucks a year. They don't they don't charge you a whole bunch of money, probably because they have a huge endowment from the mas- you know from from running the masters. But like, if you even if it even like comes out that you want to join, you won't get to join. You have to you have to be you have to be one cool customer in order to join the Augusta National Golf Club. You know, Andy. Uh, so I'm thinking about this. Um, I. I was think I, I was gonna talk to you off this air, but uh, who is your favorite St. Louisan? Who do you think your favorite famous St. Louisan is? Oh boy! In what in sports or entertainment or so? Like for me, like right now, just because of how he was on Game Seven and how he's always at our sports events, it's John Hamm. Like I love John Hamm. Pretty cool that John Hamm was there for Game Seven. Yeah, pretty cool. And he goes to like the Cardinals games when there's yeah. their big games. I love it. So then I decided, oh, well, I'll just look up famous St. Louisans. There's a lot of famous St. Louisans. A ton, dude. Did you know? Like every everyone knows John Goodman's from St. Louis, right? But did you know Maya Angelou is from St. Louis? I did. Really? Yes, I did. I've researched this extensively. Did you know Kevin Klein, the actor, is from St. Louis? Yeah, he's like uh, I think he was. I think he's like Kirkwood area. All right. How about Akon? Akon is not from St. Louis. Hold on, per this website, Ranker.com, whatever the hell Ranker.com is. Hold, please. Hold, while please. I look. Uh, Akon was born in St. Louis, Missouri, per Wikipedia, which is obviously sometimes true. Smack that. I'm on the floor. Smack that. Whatever happened to Akon? I think he has like 19 kids. Wow. Yeah, good for him. Andy Cohen. I knew that. Yeah, that's Yogi Berra. Knew that. Kevin Nealon. Hey, we told me we we talked Talk about, about that him. that he was that he was born here. Harry Carey. Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm from St. Louis, home of Budweiser. Budweiser. Uh, <laughs> Michael McDonald. Hazelwood. I keep forgetting. I'm not in love anymore. Dude, that's actually really good. Joe De Niro does a fantastic Michael McDonald where you can talk like Michael McDonald. <laughs> really? Like you, you can talk like he sings. Scott Bakula? Yeah, Kirkwood. You know who Scott Bakula is? An actor. Yeah, but do you know, do you know who he's played? No. 
played Sam Beckett on Quantum Leap. Okay. Uh, he was a coach in Unnecessary Roughness. Mm. His current gig is NCIS New Orleans. Oh wow, wow! And that's Scott Bakula, the the that's guy Scott. the guy who's like in charge of the of the group down there. And I feel as if this needs to be playing in the background all the time. But Jaquan, tipsy, yeah. Uh, Ryan Howard, Mike Shannon. Yep. This is crazy, man. I didn't know all these people were from St. Louis. T Bone Burnett, really? Yeah, he's done a million soundtracks for Oscar winning films. That's nuts. He is he he also like he does he also does the uh, the True Detective stuff. Uh, the music on that show, yeah, it's he's incredible. Max Scherzer, yep. I think he's from. Didn't he go to like? Uh, he I think he went to Lafayette. No, Ryan Howard to Lafayette. Where did Max Scherzer go? What's the other one? Marquette. Marquette. He went. I believe he went to Marquette out there. Wow, Steve Steve Savard's in here. Yes, yeah, he Parkway North kid. Hmm. I'm Steve Savard. No one's as good as no one is as good looking as I am. Chingy. <laughs> yeah. Chingy's thirty-eight years old, by the way. Chingy hit with uh, he had a hit with Dem Jeans. Dem Jeans, and then you had Nelly, of course, Cornell Haynes. This is crazy, man. All these people that are from St. Louis, I had no idea. We're actually pretty good, man. Who else you got in there? Oh, by the way, John Goodman and I share a birthday too. Are you serious? Yeah, and Lionel Richie. I had no idea. I had no idea about that. Wait a second. This can't be right. Okay. Winston Churchill? Could this be right? Might what? Be. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. He was an English prime minister, Winston Churchill. Yeah, they, they took it away. I guess it was a joke. The, uh... No, it still has it in here. Maybe somebody's playing games on Wikipedia. I don't know. Hey, you want to play Take It or Leave It? More that chingy. Uh-uh. God, I haven't heard chingy in forever. So, so deaf. And then there's this classic as well. Right there. Do you remember Holiday Inn? Yeah. God, when is this? Like 2002? Easily. I'm trying to think. Chingy. Yeah, I'm going to say like 2002. Oh, you got the bomb. Oh, you got it. Oh, you got some bomb ass. This is like the last time rap was actually good. This one clean too. I don't think it might be clean too. I know you got the Holiday Inn. Me and my peace, won't you drink for 
this next one. Alpino, this one's the jam. This is the absolute jam. All right, it's time for Taker to leave it. God. We're gonna we're gonna do Air Force Ones with the, as the bet on Taker to leave it. If I can, if I can control myself. Hard for me to take this seriously when you're laughing and dancing. All right, all right. So first one up is our phone loads the uh, the story here. Now last week we talked about Amazon and the possibility that they're well not the possibility but that they are going to do one day Prime shipping. Right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, my phone case that I'm getting tomorrow is that part of the one day one day Prime. Oh wow! So let's see if it works. It's already shipped. Going to be here tomorrow. Wow. God, they're so seamless with everything. Anyway, Amazon uh, has now telling their employees that they will pay you to quit working for Amazon and then give you startup money to create your own business to deliver Amazon packages. Okay. They got to do something because what they have going on ain't working. Right. So this is what it says. Uh, The offer, which was announced today... uh, comes as Amazon seeks to speed up its shipping time from two days to one day for Prime members. So, the way they want to do it is, Amazon says it will cover up to $10,000 in startup costs for employees who are accepted into the program and will leave their jobs. Again, these jobs have to be within Amazon as it is. So you have okay. to be an Amazon employee currently to get this opportunity. The company says it will also pay their employees three months worth of their salary. The offer is open to most part-time and full-time Amazon employees, including warehouse workers who pack and ship orders. Whole Foods employees are not eligible to receive the new incentives. Wow. Amazon has declined to uh, say how many employees it will allow to take up them up on the offer. Wow. I would take that. I would totally take that. That would be I have, an, I have an entrepreneurial spirit. That'd be well worth I it, I know man. I can figure it out. Well, well, well worth it. Yeah. God. If you if you're disciplined and had any kind of work ethic at all, and all you just you have to know just how it, how to f- figure out the kinks of getting the things delivered, yeah, and hiring a team to help you deliver stuff out, God, you can make some serious make money, some serious serious jack. Uh, take it or leave it. Hong Kong has been named the world's most expensive city to buy a home. Hong Kong, and this story comes from CNBC.com, uh, a real estate firm. Uh, CBRE's fifth annual global living report analyzed property markets across 35 cities. Asia dominated the list of the world's most expensive property markets. Hong Kong held its position as the most expensive city for the fifth consecutive year, while Singapore came in second and Shanghai was ranked third. The average price of a home in Hong Kong in 2019, take a guess, the average price of a home in Hong Kong. What do you think the average price is? Half a mil. 1.2 1.2 million dollars. Oh my god. Average home. That's an average home. Wow. Uh, they say high demand and short supply has driven property prices to an unaffordable level. Well then how do people live? I have no idea. They're going to build a, an 80 billion artificial island to help fix the crisis. What the hell does that even mean? An 80 mean. billion what? It says it's, this is what the exact word for word it 80 says, billion dollars? High demand and short supply have driven property prices to an unaffordable level in recent years with the territory planning to build, territory to be in Hong Kong, I would suppose, to build an $80 billion artificial island to help fix the crisis. Wow. Vancouver is where the average home costs. Guess how much it costs to have an average home in Vancouver? About a mil? 
815,000. Yeah. Like when you watch when you watch those stupid shows on HGTV like Love It or List It. Yeah. Or Property Brothers. All that's just taking place in Canada. It's all in Toronto and Vancouver. Because of the prices? Yeah, I mean, it's, first of all, it's Canadian dollars and also the... I'm sure that might be converted to um, American dollars. Yeah. But, like, you know, like you know, he's uh, he's an art teacher, and she uh, likes to volunteer at the pet hospital, and they have a budget of $1.3 million. <laughs> so uh, here's the top 10 list for most expensive places to buy a home. Hong Kong, number one. Singapore, number two. Shanghai, number three. Vancouver, number four. Shenzhen, Number five. Okay. Number six is Los Angeles with a median house uh, property. Wow, I can't believe that San Francisco is not the most expensive place in the United States. Uh, the most expensive is, yeah, Los Angeles, well, $679,000 wow. for the average house. New York, 674, London, 646, Beijing, 629, and Paris comes in at number 10 at 624000 What are they calling an average home? That's a great question. Uh, when it comes to the rental market, the most expensive city was New York with an average monthly rent price of two thousand eight hundred and forty four dollars. And I know and, and I know back in I know what that got you back in two thousand three. That was a pretty much a one room apartment or one bedroom apartment that you had to share with somebody else. Wow. God, that's crazy, man. Can't, oh my God. That's so expensive. That is so expensive. That's, uh, that's why, you know, back to that thing we talked about before about St. Louis being one of the fastest growing cities business wise. Yeah. Because of crap like that. Yeah, well, I, I, it's way cheaper to live here, man. Yeah. All right, take it or leave it. <laughs> I leave all those cities, by the way. Uh, yeah. Nose hair extensions are the latest beauty trend we never asked for. I repeat. Man, I get my shit waxed. No. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, it feels great. <laughs> what? They wax your nose hairs? Yes, absolutely. So they yank them out? Yes. You're playing with me. I am not. I'm that to, has to hurt like hell. I'm due to go. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll have it. I'll videotape it next time. Oh my god! Please do that. Has to hurt like no. Hell. It feels great. Serious. It doesn't hurt because I'm just used to pulling my nose hairs out. Oh my god, dude! So oh what they do is they, 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 they. She takes a uh, two to nothing blues. Two to nothing. How about that? Um, oh my takes, god! Takes the the. Uh, they have really good wax where Claire works. My stepdaughter. Okay. And so they she. she Takes the wax and then puts the popsicle sticks up there. I mean, it's just like right here. Just, I mean, it's really just like right here. No. And no. then let that let that shit set up and then we. No. No, 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 no. Same no. with my ears. You're, you do it in your ears too? Yeah. And my eyebrows. Get my eyebrows done too. I guess I can deal with the eyebrows. Yeah. No, actually, those that that's what hurts the worst. Are you kidding me? This part down here. The, the, underneath the eyebrow? Right underneath that real thin skin, right underneath the eyebrow, right above the eyelid. Holy fuck. God, dude. The Holy ears and fuck. nose seem like they'd be, oh my no, God. No, not even close. Because that's tough skin. That's real thin skin right there. And it hurts. Ooh. Uh, so, again, going like, back to It makes to this, me flinch. So, I guess you would leave this because it's nose hair extensions. You want Yeah, I, I want to be clean. And just so you know, uh, this is according to The Sun. So, you know that wonderful newspaper. Instagram user Gretchen Chen was the first to showcase the eccentric new style in 2017. Huh, Gretchen Chen. Yeah, posting a photo of herself wearing fake eyelashes glued to the inside's opening of her nostrils. <laughs> Gross. While the trend didn't take off instantly, it now is starting to. That is so disgusting, dude. 
the hashtag, hashtag nose hair extensions has been used over 400 times on Instagram, accompanying photos and videos of users who have attempted the bizarre look. That is so disgusting, dude. No, 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 no. Hang on a minute. Do you have a, do you have a uh, Timberlake song on there? Yeah, of course I do. Because I got something for you. Blues, two nothing. I love it, man. <laughs> I like the music in the background. Damn, we're smooth. Well, there's something we could do. <laughs> yeah, spank our monkeys. <laughs> no, dumbass. Just leave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Beards rule. <laughs> Damn, you're smooth. Ow! That hurt. Hold still, asswipe. Just don't mess up my hair, bunghole. <laughs> don't worry, dude. I'm making you look cool. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, I miss Beavis cool and Butthead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, dude. It's beard time. <laughs> uh, so Butthead just cut all of Beavis' hair off. Uh, now he's going to glue it to his face so he has a beard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a views on wood. <laughs> yeah. Glue is cool. Okay. Now get the hair I cut off. <laughs> All right. If you can give me a Timberlake song. Okay. Thanks for Pick your favorite Timberlake song. Oh. I, I, like I want to hear what your favorite is. And by the way, the Sharks just scored a shorthanded effing goal on the Blues. Two to one. Shorthanded, man. What the? Oh, I just don't understand. Oh, they just turned it over again, too. Jesus. Come on, guys. Get it together. It was a breakaway. Mm-hmm. Uh... Ooh. Nice. This is also the Jamie Jam. Still, like, the best concert I've ever seen. Him and, strangely enough, John Mayer. John Mayer was really, really? good. Yeah, John Mayer was really good. I think John Mayer's packing something big. Packing a big dong, is he? Yeah. I would bet he is. He, he gets all the babes. He does get all the babes. And they and then they all inexplicably leave him. Yeah. Because he must be a huge asshole, too. Well, if you're worth millions of dollars and, and a you have a big and, and, a, and you have a big dick, yeah. you're, gonna you're, be, you're gonna be you're gonna be a jerk. Yeah, and you're packing a Pringles can. <laughs> packing a Pringles can. <laughs> <laughs> Once you pop, you can't stop. Right. Uh so uh Justin Timberlake obviously is an actor. He is yeah. a singer. Yes. He's been a producer. Yes. Um, he's done it all, you know. What else more can you say about him? Well, now you can call him Dr. Timberlake. Oh, my God. That's right. Dr. Timberlake. Take it or leave it. Justin Timberlake just re- just received an honorary degree, doctoral degree, from Berkeley College of Music. Huh. What do you think, what do you think about that when celebrities get that? Or famous people receive, uh, do you care? No, not at all. No. If you're wondering, Justin decided to say, uh, no dream is too big, keep chasing, trust me, I'm a doctor. <laughs> Can you guess how old Justin Timberlake is? 35? 38. 38 years old. Yeah, I knew he was close to my age. 38 years old. That's crazy. And now it is 2-2. Two to two. No, Just it's came not. across. Oh, no, they're going to score? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I have no words. But yeah, uh, Dr. Timberlake. 
So now when you go and see him, uh, it's Dr. Timberlake to you, sir. Do you uh, talk to people that aren't like medical doctors? Do you ever call them doctors? Like if you find an English professor that's like, hi, I'm Dr. whatever, do you call him that? Here it is. Wow. They got to stop with giving away these breakaways, man. That's the same guy, too. Yep. Uh, do I call them doctor if they're not really a medical doctor? Yeah. Depends on the situation. I like calling people doc just because it's fun. Hey, doc, what's up? You like your doctor you have? You have a general MD? Yeah. I uh, had one that I loved, Dr. Greg Baker. I loved him. He was the best. Like, he went to, he was like, my tattoo artist went to him. He would go to Kid Rock concerts, Snoop Dogg concerts. But he wasn't like that guy trying to be cool. He was just like, he liked doing that stuff. Yeah. He was a fun guy. He had season tickets to the Blues. He's a good guy. And then he moved to Tampa Bay. Rude. So now, so now I have to find a new doctor. Uh, would you like to guess the most popular baby names? For 2018? Yeah, Lauren and I are going to try to have baby number two here in a little bit. Oh, so. wow. Well, look at you. Congratulations. We, oh, thanks. We have a bunch of ideas as to what we'd like to... Uh, it's a bunch of chore sex is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it's a great song. Gary Allen. It's a great song. Love Gary Love Allen. Gary I'm Allen. I love this song, too. I'm going to go with Amelia. You're going with Amelia. Okay. And what about for a boy? Um, Jackson. Ooh, Jackson was a hot name, but this is how quick it all changed. So, let's see. Topping the list is Liam for oh, a boy. Oh, really? Still, so my Liam was hot 10 years ago, too, when when uh, I have a nephew named Liam. Really? Mm-hmm. And Emma for a girl. Okay. So, uh, for the boys' names, number one is Liam. Number two is Noah. Okay. Number three is William. So, Billy's made his way back into it. Well, Liam is Irish William. Well, look at that. Would you look at that? Yeah. And then we're getting back into some normal names again. Number four, James. Okay. Number five, Oliver. Okay. Number six, Benjamin. Number seven, Elijah. Okay. Number eight, Lucas. Number nine, Mason. Number ten, Logan. Those are your top ten boys' names. Noah's name John. Yeah. No name's Andy no. or Andrew. No. We're gonna we're making we're gonna make. How a many comeback. Jasons do you know? I think I know like two Jasons, three Jasons. I mean, at one point I knew about fifteen Jasons. Yes. Nicks. I knew a bunch of Nicks. Yeah. I still know a bunch of Nicks, but they aren't they're not around anymore. You don't ever hear Dugs? Nope. I don't hear Dave's ever anymore. I'm ready. You know, some of the old time names came back for a while there. Yeah. I'm waiting for the names of like the mid century to come back. Like, I'm waiting for Linda for girls to come back. Yeah. Like, remember how popular like Tiffany and that was? Like, I knew yeah. a million Tiffany's. Nikki's? I knew a million Nikki's. And you never see them anymore. So, the most popular girl names are Emma. Number two, which I love, Olivia. Number three, Ava. Number four, Isabella. Number five, I love this too, Sophia. Number six, Charlotte. Number seven, Mia. Number eight, Amelia. Mm-hmm. I said Amelia. Yep. Number nine, Harper. And number 10, Evelyn, which I have a uh, niece named Evelyn. I have a niece named Everlea. Oh, really? Actually, my cousin's kid. But yeah, not really a niece. Cousin is Everly. All right. This one you're definitely going to leave, I would guess. Okay. Alyssa Milano calls for a sex strike to protest wave of anti-abortion bills. Would you give up sex to is, support? Is that happening in my house? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. It actually says it's. Uh, I feel like there's already house. a sex strike happening over there, but. All right. <laughs> so per this story, no abortion rights, no sex. Actress and hashtag MeToo activist Alyssa Milano sparked a Twitter storm after urging women to stop having sex with men. As a protest of recent anti-abortion legislation in Georgia, Mississippi, Kentucky, and Ohio. Until women have legal control over their own bodies, we cannot just risk having pregnancy, Milano said in a Friday night tweet that has since garnered more than 20,000 likes. So join her by not having sex until we get our bodily autonomy back. I'm calling for a hashtag sex strike. Pass it on. No, you know what? She's not wrong. Can you imagine what the government said? To us, to men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you have to have a vasectomy mm-hmm. now, or you can't have your vasectomy. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it, I, it's, it's, it's ridiculous what the government thinks they can tell women they can do with their bodies. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't. I, I mean, what I, don't, I, I don't what know I, what the no sex protest is going to do. No, I mean that's that's stupid. Right, but right, but their their points well taken. And I know you were concerned, but uh, Milano's husband, uh, David, claimed on Twitter that his wife's no-hooky stand was, quote, working just fine. Huh. So I guess he's just... A married man. Touching himself. This one really kind of bothered me, this story I was reading here. Okay. Um, <sighs> energy drink addiction leaves a mother with a pacemaker at 32 years old. No. No, no, no. Well, New York Post. Really? Yeah. New York Post? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually waiting for it to load the story. But I... Uh, Come on, Alpina. Yeah. I don't know how many energy drinks you'd have to drink. Do you drink energy drinks? I do. Okay, so how many do you have in a given week, would you say? Six to eight. So about one a day. Sometimes two a day, sometimes none a day. What do you drink, Red Bull or Monster? Monster, absolute zero. Okay, I sell that. I know you do. It's a good one. Great drink. It is a good drink. There, it says it right there on the can, though. Don't drink more than three per day. I can't believe anyone would ever need to drink that many. Yeah. So if you're wondering about the story, it is true. A British mom is speaking out about the dangers of energy drinks after developing an addiction, quote, worse than that of heroin that left her on the verge of diabetes and forcing her to get a pacemaker all by the time she was 32 years old. The drinks made my heart beat faster, which would cause palpitations. And after the crash, I would need another one. So after she had these heart palpitations, she would then get tired and then decided she would have another energy drink. It would give her headaches. I'd get grumpy, and then I'd say, well, I just need another one, says Samantha Sharp, as she told the newspaper in London. Oh, my God. What? I felt like I was an addict to the stuff. The mom of three started pounding five to six sugar pack drinks every day, starting in 2014, to keep up with her children, and then her job as a home cleaner. Wow. Five to six a day. Sharp began to suffer kidney stones and was told about the was told she was on the precipice of type 2 diabetes, but was it wasn't until the blackouts came that she started to change her mind. Yeah, you can't have that much sugar in a day. If you're drinking full-flavored monsters... Six of them. Jesus. And there's 16-ounce suckers, too. Now she's 33 years old, working as a bartender, and is off the sugary stuff. And she now has a, quote, new lease on life. I love the way these articles are written. It's like I'm reading, like, some fluff piece. Some woman has a pacemaker because of these drinks, and they they write them like that. That's ridiculous. 
I'm leaving that. Do you put sunscreen on in the summer? You're not what I'd call fair skin. You have some tan to you. Yeah. I, do you I, wear it? I, I, I do if, it's gonna be, if, if the sun's going to be really, really intense. And I shouldn't because, it, because uh, the, uh, not skin cancer, but those uh, basal cells run in my family. Well, according to a recent study, sunscreen chemicals soak all the way into your bloodstream and could cause cancer in some. So you're going to get cancer either way. That's true. We were talking about that. The Everything other day. causes cancer, Doesn't Alpina. It seem like everyone's getting cancer, too. Boy, there's a lot of cancer. Everywhere. It scares the shit out of me. Yes. More like, than anything else. Yeah. It's really scary. You, know, you don't just catch it. I think cancer is, is in all of our bodies. It just lays dormant until something right a cell kicks it, kicks it into gear right. Um, yeah, I saw that they now have, um, but that's like the cream stuff, right? I think like the aerosol stuff doesn't soak all the way in. It's 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 a really dense cream, and also they have a clear sunscreen out now, like in a like a clear gel kind of sunscreen that you can put on. Yeah, I'm trying. So to- they're trying to improve the product. I find the product to be too greasy. Depending on you know, I remember the stuff. It was called like frog something, and it was a real uh, bullfrog. Bullfrog, yeah, great for your face. Yeah, I will put some one hundred SPF on my face, like on my nose and my yeah. Ears. I don't want my face to burn, but like my arms and stuff. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is early spring tan for me. So as I'm as I'm trying to read through this article, which is just chock full of like ridiculous. I mean, it's a lot to like read. So like, uh, researchers at the FDA revealed the results of a small clinical trial designed to test how four of the most common sun filtering molecules on the market behave after they've been sprayed on or rubbed in. The results, published in the journal JAMA, show the show that contrary to what sunscreen manufacturers have been saying, UV blocking chemicals do in fact seep into your circulation. Now, don't panic and toss your tubes. There's no evidence yet that they are doing anything harmful inside your body, but the revelation will have some serious impact on sunscreen manufacturers going forward and may change what options you'll find in the drugstore shelves before the year is out. So essentially what they're saying is is that uh, what it possibly could do is... It could mess with people's hormones, affect yeah. their reproductive systems, or cause cancer. Hmm. Everything does that. Agreed. I really do agree with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, they it's say a, it's, a, it's a stupid general statement to make, but I just feel like that, you know, it was, they just, even doctors don't know everything. They know a lot of things. But like when they came out saying that, that uh, eggs, eggs were high in cholesterol. Correct. And so, in turn, if you ate a lot of eggs, that was going to raise your cholesterol as well. Well, as it turns out, eating cholesterol does not raise your cholesterol, believe it or not. It yeah. just... Yeah, so eggs are good for you again because they're high in protein. Uh, this one this one might trouble you as okay. a former smoker. I just want to let you know. Okay. Smoking can make your penis shrink, experts warn. Take it or leave it. Take it. Happened. Well, okay. My, my poor little guy is not doing too hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reading this story from the LAD Bible. 
you ever heard of that website? The Lad Bible? Yeah. According to specialists, smoking can have a number of negative effects on men, including erectile dysfunction and dun-dun-dun, even shrinkage. Wow. I believe it. Not that I have any ED. And I think the shrinkage is because of of my weight gain. Okay. (laughs) Harley Street, a urologist. (laughs) You're moving on. Revealed. (laughs) Revealed. That he said, I see erectile dysfunction a great deal in those who smoke. To have a firm erection, you need sufficient blood flow. Right. Smokers have a higher incidence of uh, arteriosclerosis, if I could say that, in all blood vessels, including those in their penis, which can reduce blood flow. Yeah. (laughs) It's all bad. The chemicals in smoke may also have an effect on the firmness of your erection. Nicotine causes blood vessels to become narrow, and this can become temporary or eventually permanent. Huh. I believe that. Oh, Not from personal experience. Uh, I, 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 uh, moving on. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Walmart says its U.S. store managers make an average of $175,000 a year. Take it or leave it. And I believe it. I have a, a friend of mine. His wife is a uh, store manager at Walmart. Now, she also works about 90 hours a week. Sure, and has unbelievable stress, I would guess. Yes. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, $175,000 is... Uh, that's higher... That's one of the highest paying jobs in the United States. It would be, yes. Uh, a dentist, just for fun fact, averages $174,000 a year. And huh. lawyers make an average of $141,000 a year. Wow. By comparison, the average hourly wage of a full-time field associate at Walmart stores is $14.26. Okay. That works out to a little less than $30,000 a year. Wow. That's big money, man. $175,000 a year. I mean, and they're, think, about, think about what they're running, though. Would you work at Walmart for that? Um, Would you sell your soul to the devil? Nah. Nah. Oh, we got a little, little roughy-tumbly. Yeah. Boys should be embarrassed. Can't give up those goals. Yeah. Did you see the story? I'm not really doing it. Take a leave it or on it. But did you see the Denver decriminalized magic mushrooms? Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's pretty awesome. Those also make me sleepy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Voters in the Mile High City have decriminalized magic mushrooms by the slimmest of margins, making Denver the country's first city to deprioritize enforcement of the hallucinogen. If you had a friend that liked magic mushrooms, would your would your friend be upset or be be happy with that? That yeah, they could. I would say he would be happy. Yeah. 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 I've only done them a couple times, and they didn't do much for me. Advocates of the mushrooms, which contain the hallucinogen psilocybin, I believe that's how you say it, psilocybin, okay. uh, have been used for thousands of years and may provide an alternative treatment for opiate addiction and mental health troubles. As well as spiritual insight, users report bright lights and colors and a sense of connection with something greater than themselves. Hmm. Magic mushrooms have uh, been classified as a Schedule One controlled substance since yeah. 1970. Sorry, 1970. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I um, I have lots of friends who would be very happy with that as well. They like the shrooms. Here, eat this. Okay. Oh, I know what I was looking at. This one was the one I was going to ask you. Uh, we'll we'll end with this. All right. 
So um, we were talking last week about finances. Yeah. And how uh, how we spend our money. Yeah. Uh, this is from the USA Today. The average adult in the United States spends $1,497 a month on non-essential items. All told, that's $18,000 a year on items we could do without. Would you like to know what that breaks down to? Yes, I would. So per the USA Today, here's what the typical American spends on non-essential items. This is average cost per month. Okay. So this is a per month cost. Restaurant meals, $209. Okay. Drinks, $189. Takeout and delivery, $178. Wow, okay. Buying lunch, $174. Okay. Impulse purchases, $109. Okay. Ride shares like Uber, Lyft, things like that, $96. Eh, I don't call those unnecessary. Okay. Personal grooming, $94. So like haircuts, Beard trimming, things like that, I suppose. Nails nose, for women. Nose hair pulling. Nose hair pulling or nose hair extensions. <laughs> you can go the other way. Subscription boxes like Amazon Prime, $94. Okay. Cable, $91. I want to know who the hell is getting cable for $91. Me too. And then online shopping, $84. Huh. So that's what they say the average American spends almost $18,000 a year on those non-essential items. And that's broken down to a monthly thing. Huh. I mean, it doesn't seem too far off. No, it doesn't seem too far off at all. Because, I mean, what they say it was for takeout and delivery? So, takeout's 178 I mean, a typical emo is to go order at least 40 bucks with tip and everything. That seems about right. So, you, if, if you have emos a couple times a month. Yeah. Don't feel like cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take it or leave it. That's what I got for you. Next week, I'll try to even find some better ones for you. I liked it a lot. Some of, some of the articles are just written so funky, man. I need to, like... Everything's oh, clickbait these days. I need to, like... Uh, and they all want you to click on their... Oh, did we score another goal? Yes, we did. Three to two, Robert Bertuzzo. Wow. Wow. So next week, I'll do a little bit better on uh, re-summarizing these mm. questions for you. You do you, boo. We got plenty of time to fill whatever we want to do. Nice. What else you got for us tonight? Anything? Nothing, man. I had a great time again. I'm glad we got to watch the game and do the podcast. And um, I'm great, thrilled great about time. Henry Plumbing. I'm thrilled about I know. that. Um, and I'm loving doing the podcast, and I'm really appreciative of everybody listens. Yeah, I'm very appreciative, too. Yeah, uh, he just mentioned our our uh, sponsor. They are the Henry Plumbing Showroom. Visit them online, henrykitchenandbath.com. That's henrykitchenandbath.com. Any kind of fixtures you need for your plumbing project, they have cool, cool stuff. Check out their nearest show, their showroom nearest to you, and you can find those showrooms at henrykitchenandbath.com. For Alpina, I'm Andy Hanselman. You've been listening to the St. Louis Happy Hour Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. <laughs>